0: Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR, talent and leadership communities to you. For more episodes and the latest articles covering what's new in the world of work, visit hrgazette.com. Subscribe and follow us on social media.
1: Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. Many employers are struggling with remote employees, whose consumption of substances increased during the pandemic and has knock-on effects now. My guest today is Jason Sundby, the mission-driven CEO of Verde Environmental Technologies, Inc., a company that's committed to developing solutions to reduce drug misuse and negative environmental impact, both at home and in the workplace. Verde is the maker of Deterra, at-home drug disposal and deactivation pouches, and is the national business advocate for the movement to keep potentially lethal prescription medications out of the wrong hands. Jason partnered with US Congressperson Mary Bono and Admiral James Winfield to make disposable of unused opioids and other prescription drugs a top of mind issue. And we're gonna be talking about that in today's conversation. Hey Jason, welcome to the HR Chat Pod.
0: Hi, Bill. Thanks for having me on.
1: So, Jason, beyond my wee introduction there, why don't you take a minute or two and introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about the the genesis
0: of uh, Deterra. So I am Jason Sunby. I'm chairman and CEO of Verde Environmental Technologies, the maker of Deterra. Um, we've been in business for about 11 years now and uh, really uh, rebranded about five or six years ago, and that's when our company really started to... Uh, to grow. Uh, so, we, uh, we developed Terra under a contract uh, with the National Institute on Drug Abuse. And so, it's, uh, it's accepted by the federal government. And, uh, and we did a lot of testing on different types of carbon. We use activated carbon to deactivate these drugs. Uh, and, uh, and in fact, um, we work on two big societal challenges, one that you talked about, Um, opioid misuse, uh, abuse and diversion and preventing that. We're a primary prevention tool and keeping unused pharmaceuticals out of our lakes, rivers, streams and drinking water. Um, uh, People flush them. They put them down their sinks or they throw them unmitigated into the trash. And we want to give them a a very convenient, cost effective, uh, easy to use method of not only getting those abusable drugs out of their home, de-risking their home. Um, but keeping them out of the environment as well. Um, so uh, we didn't want to work on those two big societal challenges by throwing another plastic bag in the trash heap. So our pouch material is actually made out of uh, uh, a sustainable crop. It's made out of sugar cane. Uh, and it's, uh, so it does degrade uh, and it's made in a plant um, down in, appropriately enough, Sugarland, Texas, that uh, works on uh, runs on nothing but uh, wind power. So it's very green. We've won a few international awards for our product around sustainability and our environmental achievement. Uh, But we've sold enough to Terra now to have deactivated uh, 806 million dosage units or pills, if you think of it in those terms. And, And that sounds like a lot, but it is just scratching the surface. There are Billions of unused and unwanted uh, opioids, especially, but unwanted pharmaceuticals in people's medicine chests. And so that's our mission, is to get these drugs out of the hands of potential abusers. Um, Four out of five heroin abusers actually started with prescription painkillers, and a very large uh, percentage of those people never had the prescription. So they got them out of their family medicine chest, their grandma's medicine chest, their neighbor's medicine chest. And that's where this all starts. When they run out of those opioids, they, uh, they then turn to um, illicit drugs, uh, counterfeit painkillers, um, or heroin, or other street drugs. But people don't start with, you know, heroin. They don't start with um, counterfeit painkiller pills. They get these pills, they get the painkillers out of the family medicine chest. And then when they can't get those, it leads them down a a much more terrible path. Questus is a workforce financial empowerment company providing a complete personal finance solution that benefits people, employers, and advisors. They help businesses become life-changing employers by helping employees solve the root causes of financial stress. Their solution meets people at the paycheck with solid behavioral science, personalized, predictive planning, real person coaching, and a modern, friendly user experience. Learn more at Questus.co.
1: Why did you decide to get involved with a mission like this, Jason? Why is is this personal to you? Why does it mean so much to you? You know,
0: I, I I have met so many people over the, so I became CEO about seven years ago, I was on the board of directors and was asked to step in and take a leadership role. Um, I have met so many people on this journey um, that have uh, succumbed to opioid use disorder, substance use disorder, and their challenges. Um, and, and far, far, far too many of them uh, have passed away from this. But I saw what can happen when people become addicted to opioids and, and, you know, just for a point of reference, it really only takes four days for the brain chemistry to change, um, to become addicted to opioid painkillers. Um, and, and one of the things that we also want to work on uh, is kind of destigmatizing um, opioid use uh, disorder, because when you become addicted to opioids um, and you scrounge and you steal and you do all of the things to get more of those opioids... You're not doing it to get that you know, proverbial high. You're doing it to feel normal and be able to function. The withdrawal symptoms from opioids are so intense that you would do anything. Your six months before you became addicted would never have entered the realm of possibility of you doing something uh, like going into someone else's home in their medicine chest and stealing from them. So we're, we're trying to take that stigma out of it for opioid use disorder. Um, these people, uh, it's an illness and they need help and they need treatment. And our primary goal uh, is to be, be that primary prevention tool. Uh, I think the best quote that I've heard was from the uh, attorney general in uh, Ohio, who uh, was talking about our product during an interview and he held it up and he said, it occurred to him that if you have a broken water main in your town, And you spend all of your time, energy, and money on trying to clean up the water before you shut off the water main, you're not going to make a lot of progress. So all of those downstream activities, costs, and necessities, like naloxone and fentanyl test strips and treatment um, for OUD and SUD, um, if we don't prevent it from starting in the first place, we're never going to get ahead of this. Uh, And so... That is our company's mission. That's my personal mission: um, is to try and prevent as much uh, heart heartache um, from this disease as possible.
1: We're going to talk specifically in a little while about um, how how this can manifest itself in the workplace. But before we get there, at, at a at a um, higher level, looking at society as a whole, looking at looking at the US stats for example can, can you maybe share some trends some stats around what kind of an epidemic we're we're looking at here you know uh, how Absolutely. how many pe- how many people are being in, impacted what is that what is that prevalence and uh, and how how has yeah. that changed over the last few years
0: well unfortunately it's increased um, a great deal uh in 2019 uh, there were about 72,000 opioid overdose deaths in this country um that's not counting all of the um, non-fatal overdose, uh, but 72,000 people died uh, in in the United States. Um, The United States is is unfortunately number one in this category, but 80% of all opioids are prescribed in the United States. Um, And uh, so that number has gone up. And in fact, uh, the preliminary numbers uh, released by CDC uh, are estimating that there are 108,000 drug overdose deaths, um, primarily from opioids, um, opioid analogs like fentanyl, um, and uh, and I had a conversation with someone at CDC uh, that about a month ago that said that uh, when they're all of the counting is done, if it's done correctly and everything is coded uh, as it should be they're predicting that it'll be somewhere about 140,000 deaths in the U S this year from, uh, from overdose. And, um, I think their preliminary numbers came out at about 108,000, but that'll go up and it's terrible. That means that one person is dying from, uh, overdose, uh, every five minutes in this country. And that's just unacceptable. Uh, and so, um, uh, we're, we're seeing, um, Fifteen percent increases from the previous twelve-month uh, period, uh, and uh, you know at the same time we know there's this huge rise in non-fatal overdoses. It's really tough to know the true number of non-fatal overdoses, but it's clear that for every drug overdose death, there are many more non-fatal overdoses. Uh, and and as you alluded, uh, the rise in fentanyl uh, coupled with the impact of COVID-19 pandemic have really helped contributed to this spike in overdoses. You know, it, we, we asked people during the pandemic to go home. Um, don't go to work. People were concerned about where their next paycheck might be coming from, uh, whether they were going to make their mortgage payment or rent payment. Uh, and, and when people lose hope or have despair or a lot of anxiety, they tend to self-medicate. And there are two places to do that. One is the liquor cabinet and the other is the medicine cabinet. And so when you pair all of those pieces together, that's what's really showing this spike. And again, that's why we're trying to get ahead of it. We, uh, in the context of employees, uh, the National Safety Council estimates that one in 12 workers is dealing with an untreated substance use disorder. Uh, even if you don't see it, substance misuse is likely happening among your employees. And it really has significant business costs. As well as the harm to the, the human uh, population.
1: Okay, thank you. The regular listeners of this show will be aware that I try not to uh, give my opinions too much, but I, I do share when I feel that it's important. I have a personal experience uh, about about six years ago. A very good friend of mine uh, overdosed, and unfortunately, that was fatal. And uh, I, I, I've yeah you know, I've experienced firsthand what it. Uh, what it feels like to lose someone uh, in such a unnecessary way, Let, let's very, put it
0: like that. I'm very yeah. sorry to hear that. I, it has not touched my family, but because of the work I do, they're very, very aware of the harmful uh, impact it can have. Um, but I, I know so many people. It's, it's really, um, there are very few people left, unfortunately, that don't know someone personally or know of someone um, who has overdosed and died? It it is impacted uh, more families in this country, uh, more communities in this country uh, than one can even imagine. And people don't tend to talk about it that much. So I'm glad you're sharing that. Um, but it's it's a terrible, it's a scourge, it's terrible, and we can do something about it.
1: And, and let's try and do something about it then, Jason. Um, th- this episode we're recording now, we're recording in early October. 2022. And this is uh this is another big month for you for you guys. Um, I understand that during the last gone for good campaign back in April, uh, your company gave away thirty thousand three at home disposable pouches. And since the start of the biannual campaign in April 2020, it's given away over one hundred thousand pouches. These are extraordinary numbers, and that's enough to destroy nearly nine million opioids and unused or expired medications. And you're running another campaign this month. Perhaps you'd like to now tell us a bit about that.
0: Yeah, so we've, we've been in a, a great uh, partnership with Safe Project uh, and MAPTA, Mothers Against Prescription uh, Drug Abuse. Um, and uh, and it, it really works well. Um, they are national advocates, uh, both very, very highly thought of in this field. And, uh, and we provide product and marketing help to get these uh, Tear tear pouches out into the public realm. What we really want uh, is for people to use them and to uh, destroy their drugs, get them out of their home. And this was a really good vehicle for us to do it. It creates awareness. Um, We do it during the the month of April and again in May. Um, It's National Substance Abuse Prevention Month for all of October. Uh, October also has National Red Ribbon Week which focuses on youth drug prevention and that national prescription drug take back Day is October 29th. And so that's why we focus on October and we do the same thing in April. Uh, but it's, it's been a great program and, uh, and we look forward to continuing that. Okay. Let's,
1: let's get a bit more, uh, uh specific now and, and focus on the workplace for a moment. Uh, this mm-hmm. is, this is a pod for HR folk and leaders and talent professionals and such. Um, so why should employers care about substance mis- misuse and, and safe drug disposal? Talk to us a little bit about some of the effects on one's work and indeed on their colleagues at, at the wider workplace, if, if one does start to suffer from, from addictions and how that can affect their careers and it can affect the, it, those around them.
0: Yeah. So I, I'll give you a couple of more data points um, on that. The, in September, just this September, of 2022, the Joint Economic Committee announced that the opioid epidemic costs the U.S. nearly $1.5 trillion in 2020. That's 2020. Uh, and we know that those numbers have gone up uh, a great deal through 2021. Uh, that's up 37%. That $1.5 trillion is up 37% from 2017. And that cost is really, like I said, likely to continue to increase based on these models. Um, and uh, employees with SUD have double the healthcare costs of the average employee without one. Um, so there's the human aspect and then there's the financial aspect that impacts employers. Um, the annual cost of an untreated SUD uh, ranges anywhere from eight, approximately $8,300 to $14,000 per employee. So beyond those healthcare costs, you've got absenteeism, presenteeism, and lost productivity in the workplace uh, that also spike with substance use. And that's not just for the employee, but if if in your family you have someone that's struggling with uh, a substance use disorder and opioid use disorder, your mind's not on work. Your mind is on that family member or that friend. And so that presenteeism is a piece, uh, you know, that we talk about it within the realm of HR, but it is truly an issue. Um, and safe, so taking all of that data into place, but safe drug disposal is really an incredibly uh, important issue because addiction to prescription painkillers really starts in the home medicine cabinet, as we've discussed. Uh, and that, uh, and when that happens, um, employers see the impact as well. Uh, and it, it can have a degrading effect on morale in the workplace, but, uh, but really I think, as an employer, and in the past, um, overseeing the health and welfare benefits and HR functions for a company of 102,000 employees. HR folks take it very, very seriously uh, and uh, and care about their employee base. And this is one thing that we can do to help our employees.
1: Okay, thank you very much. Um, you've spoken as, as part of your answer so far about ways to to utilize you guys, use, utilize the pouches and so on. Um, but I want you just to sort of drive that home a little bit more because it's an important message to, to get out there. So uh, take take a minute or so and yeah. um, just spell out what are the Deterra pouches, how they work and how employers can use Deterra as a prevention tool.
0: Right. So a Deterra pouch is basically that it's a stand up gusseted bottom pouch. Uh, And the way it works is uh, it uses activated carbon in a water-soluble pod inside that pouch. So think like a big dishwasher detergent pod uh, filled with carbon. You uh, open it up, tear off the the top, open it up, add pills, patches, films, creams, uh, ointments. It really works on any form factor, and it works on any organic compound. So. You know, in the context of this conversation, we're talking about opioids and benzos, abusable drugs. But it works on everything from over-the-counter drugs, expired over-the-counter drugs, all the way through opioids, all the way to end-of-life drugs as well. And, uh, and it, will, it will deactivate all of those unused drugs. Um, so once you've introduced those drugs into the pouch, you fill it halfway full with warm tap water. That opens up that water-soluble pod and it dissolves any pills or capsules that are in there. Um, You leave it open for about 20 seconds or so. The the carbon itself is extremely porous. That's why it works so well at adsorption. But uh, leave it open for the air to come out of the carbon. You zip it closed, it's got got a double Ziploc device on it. You shake it a couple of times and you throw it in the household trash. And through the process of adsorption with a D, um, the molecule of the drug is bound onto the surface of the carbon. That bond can't be broken. It can't be back extracted. It renders that drug irretrievable and unrecoverable for all practical purposes. Uh, and uh, it, it basically renders the drug inert. Um, so once that goes into the landfill, it can't leach out. There's, there's no drug left. Uh, and then that pouch degrades as well. Um, so it's simple. You, you do this where you keep your drugs, whether it's in your bathroom or your kitchen um, you never have to leave your house or even go to your mailbox, uh, so that's that's the science behind it. It's very simple and it's three easy steps.
1: Jason, you're not going to believe this, but we're already coming towards the end of this interview. Just a few no, more no. questions for you. All right. Um, so, uh, I guess my next question is: is what else? What, what else can employers do to help address the problem of? of substance misuse in in the workplace. Does that include, for example, creating a safe space, creating a company culture where people can can seek help?
0: All of those things. So um, provide health and wellness education to employees around um, SUD, uh, substance use disorders. Uh, Provide your employees with uh, an at-home drug deactivation and disposal pouch, Deterra in this case. Um, Really look and know what those red flags are, you know, train team members and supervisors on the warning signs of substance use disorder. Uh, Those flags can be an increase in mistakes or accidents, long unexplained absences, difficulty concentrating, decreased performance, and increased absenteeism. And and you pointed this out, Bill, cultivate a recovery-friendly workplace. Make sure that you don't create a stigma around this. Get these people confidential help. And you can use your employee assistance program or your wellness programs. But you can provide these um, throughout your workplace. Um, drop them on people's desks, put them in the wellness program, uh, You know, have them available to your employees when they need them to clean out your medicine. If you have a new employee uh, onboarding packet, put one in there. Um, so there are a lot of different ways that I think employers can really help in uh, preventing and fighting this uh, making sure that in their workplace uh, it doesn't grow and continue.
1: Thanks Jason. And just finally for today, where can employers find Deterra pouches and how can we connect with you and learn more about all the awesome things you guys are doing? You know, we have a
0: a really uh, information rich website um, that talks about how they can get involved how they can contact us. Um, it has case studies uh, on how to use this. Uh, and so uh, that website is deterrasystem.com, D E T E R R A S Y S T E M.com. And they can contact us. We've, we've worked with so many employers um, that uh, you don't have to figure this out on your own. Um, we can partner with you to try and. Uh, find a solution that really works for your company, but just give us a call or, or send us a, a note and uh, and we are more than happy to work with you.
1: Excellent, well, that just leaves me to say for today, Jason Sundby, thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show.
0: Thank you, Bill, I appreciate the opportunity.